0: evening exchange in this week's episode we will be talking about the nba playoffs and the finals that are happening currently
1: okay so this is not an episode of npr if you couldn't hear elijah then just forget that that happened but welcome back to ian e's evening exchange (laughs) i don't don't know why he wanted to do that i don't know why but yeah we're starting off with our nba playoff recap once again, people. Once again. Second
0: to last time, most likely.
1: Second to last time, for sure, I'd yeah. say. So, the Suns are up 3-1. 2-1. 2-1. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll be up 3-1 after Wednesday. But <laughs> sorry. I really thought they were up 3-1. Wow. Shows how much I've not paid attention. <laughs> okay, so the Suns are up 2-1. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because this one's got two wins at home, right. and then Milwaukee just won at home. So, yeah. no ap- away team has won yet.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I was really disappointed in the Bucks the way they played. It was really bad. Like, they just looked like they had never played defense before. <laughs> and for a team who, like, is supposed to, like, pride themselves on defense, it was just very, like confusing because they were like always switching big guys onto Chris Paul and Chris Paul's just gonna roast a big guy every single time they try to guard him because they're just not fast enough there's just no possible way they're fast enough to guard him like even Giannis is just like not fast enough no matter how big or long he is it's just like not gonna work
1: well and and, and the other thing is the butt like, maybe they didn't do great, but the Suns made, like, in the second game, they made, like, 21 threes or something. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't even matter if you play lights-out defense. Like, if a team's going to be making over 20 threes a game, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's insane. Like, ain't nobody's going to beat that. Yeah. Unless you just score more, and that's just not who the Bucks are. Yeah. So. you
0: are not going to outscore somebody, really. So. Yeah. So... I mean, I think <laughs> the most embarrassing part is probably Chris Middleton playing absolutely awful.
1: Yeah, especially after all these people were like, well, Chris Middleton is Batman and uh, Giannis is Robin. Yeah. And all these people are, like, pulling up uh, Giannis's stats and then being like, oh, really? really stinks that he's the Robin of this team. I wonder what he'd be like if he was the Batman. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So uh, that in your faces, whoever thought that was a good take, not yeah.
0: us. <laughs> Shout out to Giannis going, like, 40-10 and 10 for the past two games, though. And
1: literally just hyperextended his knee, like, last, what, last week, yeah, and Trees has been ago, doing yeah. this. Like, nobody else would be doing that ever in oh. the universe, so, yeah. Giannis is a freak. I guess that's why he's called the Greek freak. <laughs>
0: yeah, his name remember, is fitting. Remember
1: when he, like... Used to solely be called that because I yeah. think nobody nobody just, could
0: pronounce his name nobody
1: wanted to and then everyone was like oh he's like here to stay mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyways so on to other basketball news not NBA related but a little Team USA related. Which I just wanna, I just wanna make this point. In last week's podcast, I said that I would probably wanted to be buying some USA merch from Nike because I usually like their stuff, mm. and I did in fact buy a Team USA t shirt at Dick Sporting Goods the other mm-hmm. day because I I thought it was really soft and nice, and so I did buy that. So I, and I had just listened to the podcast again that day, and I so I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it. So take that, Elijah.
0: Just what you need more clothes. I will stand by that forever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, so USA basketball, which, if you lived in the USA, you know that that's like our thing. We dominate. We don't lose in that compared to other countries because the NBA is here. All the greatest players come here to play. Like this is where the competition is at. Mm-hmm. But our team has lost. So this this is like the legit team too. This yeah, isn't nice. like some random players thrown on this team from college that are trying to, like, get us to the Olympics, and, like, we bring in the big dogs. These are the big dogs. These are the (laughs) NBA players on this team, like, and we've lost two in a row now. Yep. First to Nigeria, and then just tonight to Australia. Australia. Which, Australia is usually decent, at least. So at least that's, like, not horrible. But the fact that we lost to Nigeria, like...
0: Yeah, I mean... The only thing about it is that it's an exhibition, so it doesn't count for anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But still, it's it's like what? disheartening as a <laughs> United States citizen cheering for the U.S. <laughs> basketball team to see them lose two games in Literally. a row. Literally, um, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to Emma about this earlier. I felt like I was just saying I feel like Popovich is a great coach and everything, but I just wish that he that they would have a college coach coach the Olympic team because I think it's really hard. Yeah. For an NBA coach to, like, create this whole new playbook after they've gone through an 80-game season already. Yeah,
1: they're tired. Um, they're,
0: yeah, they're they tired, especially Popovich, because he's, like, 80. I don't know, he's not actually he's that old. But he's, long, he's been
1: doing this for how long, he been doing for a long like,
0: time. And I think that college coaches are just better basketball coaches. Yeah, I think most people do. So.
1: Well, okay. the other thing is I saw that this is the first – time since 1992 which is if you know remember is the dream team Mm -hmm. because that was the first year professionals were allowed to play for the U.S. because we're not even gonna go on that caveat as to why we said we don't want our best athletes competing in the Olympics I'll never understand I will never understand but then once again it's the U.S. so if it makes sense why did we do it but we've never lost back-to-back games Until now, so. <laughs> We're going downhill, and I know the Dream Team is out there like, okay.
0: Yeah, they're just, they're, cring- they're rolling over in their beds, I don't know, they're <laughs> Yeah, they're
1: not dead yet. <laughs> they're
0: not that <laughs> they're old. They're not that old. <laughs> Oops. They're still
1: like in the middle. They're like 50s, 60s. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Gosh. Anyways, so, this past weekend was the ESPYs, mm-hmm. which I did not get to watch because I was at work. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know what i <laughs> I did watch a little bit. I started the video, and then I had to, like, put it down to go do something, mm-hmm. but I did start watching Anthony Mackie's, who hosted it, who is our great Captain America on oh, the whoop. MCU. Um, he had... Hosted, so he had an opening monologue that I watched a little bit of, and it wasn't like great, but then again, like, no one is ever gonna surpass Peyton Manning, no, right. so
0: it's the best one of all time.
1: But he did, he did hate on Trey Young for being ugly, <laughs> which has always been my take. I don't actually think I've ever publicly said this on the podcast because it seems rude, but now that Anthony Mackey has in the whole world agreed with that, I'm just gonna say, Yo, why does Trey Young leave the house? Looking like
0: that, yeah, it's just really not good.
1: And I've always said that's so why I don't like him because I just said you could look like. Why do you gotta have that mustache? Why your hair got to look like that? <laughs> why your eyebrows
0: got to look like that? Those are all things that can be changed.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm being nice to point out those things. I won't point out the other things. Yeah, but I, so I agreed with that take. But what were your thoughts? Because you got to watch a lot more of yeah. the ESPYS
0: than I did. So I watched most of it. My the funniest part was when he was roasting Ben Simmons. Yeah, what did he say? He basically said uh, Ben Simmons won a special SB for humanitarian work because he's been building orphanages with all of his bricks from the playoffs.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> God. Everyone does Ben Simmons dirty. I mean, well,
0: he's awful. He deserves it.
1: My favorite jokes are people being like, if you ever feel useless, remember that Ben Simmons wears a <laughs> shooting sleeve. That yeah, is probably my favorite jokes.
0: So that, that was my, like... Funny highlight of the night. Um,
1: you said you cried at one I did point. cry
0: during when they were talking about... Um, oh, I'm forgetting his last name. His first name's Nick. I think he's, like... Uh, he has Down syndrome, and he completed okay. an Iron Man this past year. And when they were talking about... When they were sharing his story, and when his dad was talking about how, like... Hardy had to work for it, it just like got me. Something about like dads talking about their sons in like sports and stuff like that it just gets me every time. <laughs> I literally always tear up and just like, why do you do this to me? I don't wanna cry, but it yeah. just happens.
1: Well and then I obviously saw pictures after the night and I did not recognize Paige Becker's
0: yeah, she looked way different than she does on the because court. Because
1: I'm only used to ever seeing her on the basketball court mm-hmm. in a Yukon uniform. So seeing her with like makeup on and her hair done and a formal dress, I yeah. said, wait, what? I was just like absolutely blown away. Yeah. Which
0: and is then funny. my like all time, my best highlight for the night was definitely Maya Moore's speech.
1: I want to go back and listen yeah. to that because I'm, I'm s- obviously, I've talked on the yeah. podcast before how much I love her. Mm-hmm. I'm s- she totally deserves that award, yeah. the oh, author for sure. oh,
0: the R... Arthur Ashe. Yeah, I can't, say I yes. can't say my R's. Yeah. Um, yeah, so her speech was really, really good, and I saw a lot of people post just, just like, a really good way to describe how to be a human. Mm.
1: She, what was, the, like, some main points
0: that she made? I mean, she was just talking about, like... She talked a lot about how her faith interacted with... Her journey to like be able mm. to step away from basketball and like letting go of this thing that she like put up on this pedestal of, of like basketball. Yeah. And, like how she had to like let go of her desire and her like platform to be able to like help. Um, yeah. Jonathan Irons is the guy who got out of jail. Um, and then she's like, talking... who she's like married to now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she and I, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go back
1: and right. I'll put we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah.
0: Too. Yeah. For sure yeah so that was I thought it was it was a little awkward at some points the the whole s p s overall I, the one other woman that was hosting it was just like really like strange, yeah, so I wouldn't like watch the whole thing. I'll just go back and like watch highlights, Yeah, but just go
1: on YouTube and look up the people that you want to see yeah <laughs> um yeah, that's fair, so okay, so that's gonna wrap up our current event section. Mm-hmm. But make sure you come back after the break because we are going to be, I think this is the last installment actually of our sports and media series, which we haven't done one for a while, but this one's a good one and we've been excited to talk about it. So make sure you listen to that. Okay. So our last installment of our sports and media series is focused on documentaries, Mm -hmm. which i just said that really funny. Um, which I love any documentary, really. I really truly do. Yeah. So I love sports documentaries the most probably, but it helps that there's been a lot of really good ones. There has been so. True. Um, we're gonna start off talking about probably like, at this point, even though it's only been out like a year, I'd have to say like the most iconic one now. Like, oh yeah. Like the best one done, like mm-hmm. longest one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: made the most money. Yeah. Also released during the quarantine, so literally nobody else was watching anything else.
0: Everybody
1: watched it. <laughs> literally everyone watched it, as you know what we're talking about. The Last Dance, mm-hmm. <laughs> chronicling uh, Michael Jordan's last season with the Bulls. Right. And But also like his entire, really his whole career. entire career. So what are like some key moments or takeaways or things you remember about that, things you liked about that?
0: Um, well, the first thing I want to talk about is just how crazy it was that ESPN slash Sports Center played it off like this was like current events. Like yes, happened, like what's yes, gonna happen so next funny. in the last dance. Like this happened twenty years ago. We know what happened next. But, it was so
1: funny but, because when you watched it after it was over, then it went to Sports Center and right. Scott Van Pelt. Was on Sports Center and being like, "There's like trouble in the Bulls with Scottie Pippen, and we're gonna we have these people on call tonight. We're gonna be talking to right. them about their <laughs> thoughts about the situation, about what went down." They didn't act like it was new. Like they 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 still used past tense verbs. I would say, but it was just like what like this is the most classic Disney move ever Uh, to like make money off of something that's already happened (laughs) but I said whatever pop off that is funny I forgot about that
0: um yeah my also like the one meme where it's like the I took that personally oh that's (laughs) so the best thing to come out of it (laughs) and I took that personally Um
1: and, and the meme of Rodman when he was like explaining like rebounding or something. He was like, and then I go here, and then I go there, and oh, I yeah. go there, and then I go there, and then I go here, and then I go there, and it's like and then it goes like this, and then it goes like this. Like it just makes like absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. There's a lot of funny memes. And the one like security guy who Michael Jordan was like always betting with uh uh-huh. with like the weird hair that was like okay, like yeah, made the weird his
0: hair was so weird. It's really
1: like, weird looking. Anyways. There was a lot of good memes. I think for me, it just... I, I loved the story of it, and I loved all these pieces of it. And as a Bulls fan, it was the only thing we've had going for us in the past <laughs> five years was a documentary about something that happened 20 years plus years ago. Yeah. But I really... I don't know. I really liked hearing things from Michael Jordan himself. You know? Like, that's always special. Yeah. Because he he is a very like private right. person. He's unlike LeBron James for sure in that sense. Yeah, so that's so. definitely
0: something like that we don't ever get like yeah like to, inside of his life.
1: Yeah, really, and seeing like his like mental struggle at mm. times and stuff that like you wouldn't necessarily know about. Right, I always like that. I always like documentaries. I think specifically sports documentaries, especially because they like humanize yeah, these like exactly. people that we like hold up on these pedestals. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really liked that, and I really liked that, like, everybody was watching it, and it mm-hmm. was such a big deal, and, yeah, like, the fun. soundtrack in it was fun, like, hmm. everything about it was just, yeah. like, fun, I thought. Right.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite part overall was, like, getting to hear a little bit into the mind of Phil Jackson.
1: Oh, yeah, that that was uh, like actually really coach. interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, like, I won't, like, spoil anything, but, like, the one part we was were talking about, um how he had them all, like, write down something from their season and they, like, burned it. Oh,
1: really... yeah, like, and he, 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 he this is a, this, everyone saw this. Yeah. Because he, I actually used that for, like, a cabin Devo when I was a counselor. I mm-hmm. camped on that last summer. Because he said, like, his wife, who I think is a therapist, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. So she was the one that, she was like, no, when, like, people go through hard seasons, like, we have them write these things down on a piece of paper, these things that they're grieving and then we have them throw it in the fire because the thing about grieving is eventually you have to let it rest. Right. Like you just have to let it rest. You have to lay it down. And like as Christians, Mm. I was just like, wow, how powerful is that? Like we get to lay this grief down at like the foot of the cross, like to Jesus. That that was actually probably – one of the best moments of The mm. Last Dance. I remember when he was telling that, and I was like, holy crap, I love that. I literally did it with my campers. Yeah. Like, I loved, love, love that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was really good. But I remember that.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it just, like, really kind of solidified that Phil Jackson was, like, the only person that could have... He
1: really was. He really was. ...brought them
0: together for that long.
1: After after watching the documentary, you definitely get that vibe. Like, literally no one else could do it. Solely for the fact that nobody else could ever coach Dennis Rodman that well. That well, yeah. That's what... And he is the key, I think, to it. So, (laughs) yeah. So, that's a great one. I think it's on Netflix, actually. Is it still on Netflix?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it's
1: on Netflix, but it's probably on... ESPN plus or one of the somewhere. it's it's owned by Disney I'm assuming so it's somewhere on a Disney enterprise I'm assuming yeah but um another documentary this one just came out like within the last few months that I, and I had just watched it like a month or so ago mm. it's called the inside story yeah it's really good too it talks about um it kind of goes like behind the scenes and gives a like close-up look at each of the four guys who are on Inside the NBA, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before, is one of our favorite, like, sports shows to watch because right. they're just so fun. They're so knowledgeable. They're, like... It really is truly, like, the best, like, sports talk show mm-hmm. ever. And this sh- this documentary, like, shows why. Right. And the documentary's fun because it highlights all these, like, fun, iconic moments. And, <laughs> and you get to see, like, the heart behind all the guys and, like, how they started at TNT yeah. and everything, so...
0: Yeah, it's really good, um... I think it was really fun to watch that because you, like, get to see how, like, you see them be silly on TV. Yeah. But then you get to see, like, their relationship beyond the the television. Like, they're all just, like, really good friends. Yeah. And that's, like, why it makes it such a good show.
1: Yeah, which is, I've read Ernie Johnson's book, so I, like, knew a little bit Mm. of what goes on, which, that's a great book also. It's called Unscripted. And... So, it's just, like, it is, like, really cool to see, like, behind the scenes. And, and also, like, their head producer is, like, really funny.
0: Yeah.
1: And I did not expect that. I don't know why I didn't expect that. I just <laughs> thought he was so funny. But it, it was fun to hear from, like, these people who work on the show who've been working just as long as, like, Ernie. Right. Um, to, <laughs> like, hear their side of the story, too. Yeah. And and how, like, they did things on the show that, like, no one else had ever done before and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So, <laughs> that was good. Another documentary that I actually just watched, it literally just released last Friday, is called Moneymaker. And it's technically, I think, an E60. Uh-huh. Um, it's only like 30 minutes, though. It's not 60 minutes. And it's about, it's about this girl. Her name is Renee Moneymaker, actually, which <laughs> is really funny. But she was a gymnast. From, like, the time of a little girl all the way through college. And then after college, she talks about this in the documentary. She's like, I don't really know what to do with my life. Because if you know anything about gymnastics, it's literally borders on the line of abuse by how much work they have to put in mm-hmm. and how hard they're worked. And so she had done this for all this long. And then she gets out of college. And now she's like, I'm done. There's nothing more to do. Yeah. So she ended up starting to do some um, stunts and being, like, a stunt double in Hollywood, because she actually went to school at UCLA. So mm-hmm. she was already, already in there. LA. And ended up, one of her like truly first gigs was Scarlett Johansson picked her to be um, her stunt double as Black right. Widow in Iron Man 2. Yeah. And so she's been ScarJo's stunt double all the way through. And obviously, Black Widow literally just released this past week. So right. ESPN... Made this documentary, which is narrated by Scarlett Johansson.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. That's which cool. So it's really cool because you get to see, like, oh, they really are close. Mm-hmm. And I found it so interesting because I never once think about, like, I obviously knew that they had stunt doubles on these sets yeah. because, like, <laughs> these people don't actually know how to do all this, like, combat and stuff. But I didn't realize, like, how closely they all work with their stunt doubles mm. and that, like, they literally, like, are a team and they're, like, friends And, like, the stunts doubles, like, teach the actors and actresses, like, how to do this stuff, like, Mm. basically, like, to the best of their ability so that it looks more seamless then. It was really cool to see, like, videos and pictures of her, Renee Moneymaker, and not uh, Scarlett Johansson, but, like, playing Natasha Mm. Romanoff, and, like, being with, like, Chris Evans and different (laughs) stuff. And then her sister is also a stunt double now and is Brie Larson's stunt double in Captain Marvel. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, seriously. But um, yeah. So it was just really interesting, and I would highly recommend it, especially if you like Marvel, because for me it was kind of like best of both worlds. It was like yeah. sports and Marvel, hmm. and it was really interesting, especially like yeah, it's on ESPN Plus as well, so you can watch it there, or it's probably will they'll be re airing it since it's new and relevant, like on ESPN right now. If yeah. you don't have. An ESPN Plus subscription. So, <laughs> what are some other like documentaries that you really like?
0: Um, My favorite one—I I don't know why it's my favorite—but I just have watched it a lot. Is I Hate Christian <laughs> Um, It's just like talks about his time at Duke and how he was like hated by everybody. Basically, why
1: though? Like, why did everyone? I mean, hate
0: he's him? just this like punk of a dude. Yeah, that's fair. Um, kind of like my boy. Grace and Allen. Yeah, nobody likes him either. I love him, but I don't know why I watched that shot. Watched that like documentary. They had, like times. aired it a lot. They I feel it aired like a lot, but I really feel like I have like memories of watching it like at least ten times. What's that it doesn't make any sense. Is it technically a thirty for thirty? Um. Yeah, I think it's a thirty for thirty. Yeah,
1: which all the thirty for thirties are pretty good. Yeah, they're like I really good. enjoy watching them.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's one of my f- other favorites. Um, and then another one that Emma and I watched, what was it, like,
1: a year ago, maybe? Oh, no, it was probably a longer, longer than that. It was, like, the fall of 2019, and I fell oh. asleep through
0: half of oh, it. Yeah, you did. I forgot about that. Was so the, I didn't even know
1: how it ended. Yeah.
0: Was the Last Days of Bobby Night documentary. Um, was like, I
1: fell asleep, and he, I, he was fine. I fell asleep, and next thing I knew, he was fired for choking a kid. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's all I needed to know.
0: I mean... That is unfortunate. As an IU fan, that whole story we don't like to talk about that anymore. But <laughs> it is a really good documentary because it like shows you kind of like inside the mind of this like basketball genius. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting and also kind of sad now because he's dying. But oh, you sad about that? Yeah, he's old. Like, yeah, but expect? he's like I don't know. Anyways,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So is that so? Those are like some of our favorites or like recent ones that we've watched. But there's really so many like E60s, thirty for thirties.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you like sports documentaries, you need an ESPN Plus subscription. I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm just saying you probably should get one. <laughs> or
0: if you just need a good cry, I feel like I always cry in some. Of Me too. They're <laughs> the, like, all always... e
1: Oh yeah, the E60s are sad. Mm-hmm. They're sad when they play them on Sports Center. I'm always bawling. Uh-huh. Like. About, like, kids dying or kids going and seeing these, like, sports heroes and it, and then dying. Mm-hmm. And it's just always, like, oh, gosh. It's so sad. It's literally really so sad. I could think of so many of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Alex Smith documentary is pretty
0: good. Oh, I think yeah, that's that an E60. Yeah.
1: That one's really interesting to hear, like, everything mm-hmm. he went through. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, if you like that, if you like this conversation, definitely get ESPN Plus because... For that alone, it's worth it. Uh-huh. Also, like, the shows like Peyton's Places and some of their other, like, ESPN originals are actually pretty good. Yeah. So, and, and you, there's a
0: new one now. Uh, Abby's, Abby's Places. Abby's Places.
1: Yes. Which is follows Abby Wambach, and her, she's retelling the story of soccer. Right. Which is probably actually cr- much crazier to tell because it's such a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. I, I don't like soccer enough to watch that, but...
0: <laughs> I might try to tune in for a couple tune of hours to yeah. see how it goes.
1: But yeah. Not that this is a plug for ESPN plus, but this is a plug for ESPN plus. <laughs> if you like more sports context con content. Yeah, there you go. Like me, if you like not necessarily just like live sports or like sports talk, if you like like sh- shows and uh like documentaries and mm-hmm. stuff like that, this is definitely what you need. And all their like live stuff is on there plus more. Right. And actually soon I think they're gonna start getting like some things exclusively on there. Like live things exclusively. Oh, wow. So <laughs> like NFL and stuff even. So oh, I didn't know that. Well ES ESPN is owned by Disney. Yeah, so
0: they they do like those exclusive Dis- rights. Disney likes
1: those to make them make that money. Uh-huh. But anyways, so um going on to something else media related, Elijah and I got the chance to go see Black Widow this weekend at mm-hmm. theaters. And it was so fun to be in the movie theaters again watching a Marvel movie. And also I realized I actually have not seen a movie. I actually don't know the last movie I saw in theaters that wasn't Marvel or DC. Like Uh, I actually, it's been since 2018. And I I literally cannot think of what the last movie is that I saw that was not. It had to have been like a Pixar movie or something.
0: Didn't we go see that one movie at your theater with, like, your friends and Jack the one time.
1: Oh, you're right. I totally lied about all that. We saw Jurassic Park or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. No, not Jurassic Park. No, Jumanji. Jumanji 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and we saw Onward. Yes. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Uh, It was just a liar.
1: Well, I'm a liar. I'm sorry. (laughs) I take everything back. Gosh, I really thought, I said, wow, I haven't seen anything else. I'm stupid. Okay. (laughs) Don't listen to me. Anyways. Um... So we get to see that. So we're gonna give you our spoiler free reactions Mm -hmm. to that and our ratings out of ten for that. Mm -hmm. And again, recommend to go see that in theaters. And then after you've seen it in theaters, then if you wanna see it again, you can buy it on Premier Access, but that's a lot of money to do that. Or just wait like it's gonna be out in a few months, I think, actually. So also I just wanna say real quick that Marvel announced that since uh They've got Disney Plus that Marvel uh, shows and movies have been streamed for over 3 billion hours. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: I said, there's no way that that's not the most watched thing on their, sh-
0: their oh, stuff. surely, right?
1: Surely, right? I mean, I know I've watched, like, hundreds of hours mm-hmm. of it on there, so... <laughs> Anyways, so what is your rating? was your reaction to Black Widow?
0: I'll start with my reaction. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with this movie actually I okay. thought um because I didn't r- really know where it was gonna go because yeah. like this is not a spoiler like you're having a show a movie about a dead character in yeah MCU um so I was l- just like well do we really need this movie like mm-hmm. what's it gonna do to like further the MCU content um so I was a little bit like skeptical about that but I was I really did enjoy um finally seeing like black widow get her own movie just because she's been in the MCU for nearly as long as anybody else. Yeah. Um like But Bar- we didn't
1: even know that much about her.
0: Right. So, so and we just really didn't know anything about her besides like oh she went in the red room and that's pretty much all we knew. Yeah. <laughs> her and there was dancing. Right.
1: So <laughs> that's all they showed.
0: So yeah, that was really it was I thought that was good. Um my overall review for the movie though, I'm going to give it a 7. I can't really exactly tell why without spoiling it because I might like my main reason for taking points away would be like a spoiler so okay. I don't know how we can <laughs> yeah, avoid that's that fair. but you don't have to
1: say okay my I thought it was really good. I really really liked it. I like female superhero movies though. So I was probably going to like it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was like funny and I thought it was like it was very action-packed. It was a little bit more gruesome sometimes <laughs> at some parts <laughs> that I wanted. I'll let you see it for yourself to know what I'm talking about. Um, I really did like seeing Scarlett Johansson get her own movie. And really, Florence Pugh, which everybody had been saying before, like really shined in it, and she really did. Her character, mm-hmm. Yelena, is going to be great in the MCU moving forward. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. It wasn't my absolute favorite Marvel movie, but it's not one that I'm going to be like, man, I don't really want to watch this one. Yeah. Um, I really like the opening sequence, which, since this is the opening sequence, I don't feel like it's a spoiler that uh, it takes place in Ohio, the first part. So Ohio <laughs> like is now canon. Two minutes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but then I really like Ohio, but I was just like, yeah, I live there. Yeah, that's and what do they up. do
0: in the very beginning of the movie? They get out of Ohio. They leave Ohio, <laughs> which
1: is just very much metaphor for every everything else. Um, everyone probably should leave Ohio, but, um, <laughs> uh, I give it eight out of 10. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It didn't move the MCU timeline really. No. Which is why it doesn't get like, I'm like, wow, that really changed things, mm-hmm. which is hard just because that's what we've been used to with like infinity war and end game being out so recently. Like right. that we're just used to these big blockbusters that change everything. hmm. And so now we 're getting more into like these movies, these like solo adventures that don 't really change that much, but like these little pieces over time will right but sure. so what not my absolute most favorite movie it It was also weird watching a Marvel movie and not a Marvel TV show. Mm. Because we've been getting, like, six hours of content, right? and then this is, like, two hours of content. So at one point, I do remember thinking, like, oh, this we're almost to the climax. I can't believe it's already almost done, mm-hmm. which was weird, because I'm just used to, like, more, like, leading up to it because of the shows, right. I think. But yeah, I still highly recommend it. Definitely go see it.
0: But. Yeah. Just to get this straight, I saw some people posting this the best Marvel movie. In years. That is not that true. Is not,
1: that's probably not true, though.
0: <laughs> just, just getting that out there. Not the best Marvel movie in years.
1: No, it's, it's not number one, but it's it's
0: good. It is definitely worth going to see, though.
1: Yeah. It's, pay money, go see it in theaters. It was fun. Yeah. So, to wrap this up, what is your game of the week?
0: Um... The last time we're gonna go with NBA finals. finals, yep, especially if the Bucks win on Wednesday. Ga- yeah,
1: game four Wednesday. If they
0: can tie it up, go 2 2, then the last three games are must watch. Oh,
1: yeah, those are gonna be fun. Those are gonna be yeah. fun. I hope it is like that. Yeah, because um, more fun for everybody. Oh, yeah, because a blowout, not fun, no one no, wants no. to watch that. Um, my game of the week is Tuesday night is the MLB all star game. I always love a good all-star game. I think it's fun. It's always about the fans, I feel like, which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. And I always enjoy that and rooting for our Cubbies. Yeah. I know Chris Bryant's on the team. Who else is? Is he the only one? Um,
0: isn't it? Oh, the one pitcher? Craig Kimbrell. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't really know anybody. about. But anyways, the Cubs suck now. So, <laughs> And on that, we'll see you here next week.